What's good? Blurred City Denizens. So we know we promised to give a book review of Phantom Pains this week, but we kind of ran into scheduling issues with our guests for the week. And then our backup recording ran into some system and recording issues. So to make up for it, we're dropping two Patreon exclusives. This one you're listening to now is our second ever recording that we did. First ever character study. We're looking at Gar of the Sand. This is actually one of my favorite podcasts, and I'm so happy to share it with you. We'll be back next week with our Avatar The Way of Water movie review and also another special guest. Enjoy and take care. dope so would you rather time travel or do teleportation as a power oh man that's actually a really good one um i'm i'm gonna go with teleportation because uh see time travel right it is a very nice right it's a very enticing power unfortunately i'm black which means that like yeah which means that my options for where I would want to go slash where I can go safely differs for everybody else. I can't go past 1970s. <laughs> like the 1970s. Dude, is kind of that like was my a, cutoff. It's kind of like a hard limit. <laughs> Once I go past that, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> the only place Bro, I can realistically... I, this morning realistically i could only perhaps go to the future and just pray that uh that things have gotten better yes 100 uh, percent uh yeah i was like yeah yeah i i was like hard cut off 1970 anything before that you can forget about it mm-hmm. it's like rather teleport a that saves on gas and b uh and b hey that means I can literally procrastinate my whole life away. Like, oh, I need to be somewhere in like, uh, oh, dang, I need to be somewhere in like three minutes. Boop. It's a transmission. I'm there. Yeah, what about you? 100%. 100% teleportation. Same reason. And yeah, now that we're here, welcome to the Blurred City Podcast. This is our second practice recording. Welcome, welcome. So the audio may sound different. Again, practicing just making sure we can hit down all the hatches before we hit our prime run. So if you're listening, today is May 24th, just as a heads up. But for today, we're trying something different, another segment, actually. We're going to actually have times where we do in-depth character studies. So today, in honor of just power and love, we have our fifth Kaze Kage, our boy, Gara of the Sand. One-tail Jin Shiriki. Former one-tail Jin Shiriki. Former, correct, correct. But but yes, I'm really excited today because Gara, he is, he's one of my favorite characters in Naruto, uh, period, behind the boy Naruto, Pain, and Obito. Gara is like, he is up there in my top five, easy. Um, and he's, He's just such an, uh, such a rich character, you know? Like, 
like especially from when you see him initially versus where he ends up going as a character uh and what better way to kick it off than with uh where where we first see him like yeah so you want to lead us through that oh yes so in terms of like where everything's at in naruto uh naruto and the and gang they just finished uh the the uh, zabuza arc and they're about to go to the tuning exams where in which uh they get to fight other ninjas from different villages you know just to rank up and be a higher level ninja and and of course the sand village is there which is one of the many villages that participated and who is there but uh this stoic red-headed uh gaunt emo looking uh character by the name of gara now i say he's stoic but uh the man as you come to find out is a complete and total monster as when you see him next he he literally obliterates like he kills like three ninjas without getting touched blood goes everywhere and he's just sitting there like mm, yes right and keeps so, it moving so yeah now that you mention it him being introduced in the tuning exams do we see in the first Naruto series Gara in the best two arcs on the entire show? Ooh, I mean, yeah, actually, actually, yeah, in the top two arcs, tuning exams and the cause and the uh, Sasuke retrieval arc. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say the Kazakage retrieval arc. Like, oh, oh, whoa, whoa! <laughs> that was a great one. That was a great way to kick off Shippuden. We'll get to it, but yeah, yeah so. When we first see him, this is like the biggest threat we've seen so far, other than Orochimaru, but Orochimaru is more creepy and like scary other than just like, Gara was like fear for your life, yes. terror. Yes, he, he's pure Black Air Force personified, uh, as I, I love to say. And, and but how, how did he get to that, right? How, how did how do we get to psycho murderer Gara? Because every character has an origin, every character has a backstory, and his oh boy, his is jacked, especially coming from a black man. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, as we alluded to earlier, he was the injuriki of the one tail beast known as Shikaku. So thing about that is he has a whole like chakra demonic being inside of him and and it actually was implanted to him in the womb so when he was born it ended up killing his mother so so yeah that 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 just so he just comes out of the gate murdering which is which is kind of a problem in of itself and as he grew up a thing with like all jinchurikis naruto included as you all know is that like Every single Jinchuriki, like, even though they have, like, all this power and everything, they are feared and hated by everyone in their village. Um, Like, it's kind of, yeah, it's basically kind of Naruto's version of racism in a way. Well, one of two versions of racism. So, so like, yeah, they're, they're hated, they're ostracized, they're, 
some are even bullied or uh or attacked in gar's case he was isolated he was left alone uh he was pretty much like pretty much he was isolated from everybody everybody was scared of him his his own dad his own his own siblings his sister and brother tamari and kankuro were scared of him the only people he had in his life was his uncle and the name escapes me his uncle yashimaru yes yashimaru and and like he was the main one that was basically giving gara any sense of like hey like your mother loved you like even though like even though like it may seem like everything is sideways like you're, you're good you're good and another thing about like the shukaku spirit is that like a it causes like his his personal sand to immediately defend him whenever he's in threat so like it'll, it'll automatically go for the kill or defense and it also makes it so gar is like unable to go to sleep now now knowing knowing uh the the effects of insomnia folks uh personally uh not being able to sleep for a long time like that that'll drive a man mad in and of itself and i i would have been i would have been long gone i would have i would have committed genocide a long time ago if that was the case and uh, think about the effect of that on a child that's still developing exactly left with your thoughts where you're isolated like you said no one loves you you're having attempted assassinations on you as we get to later so. yeah and that's the biggest thing like you touched upon it like gara pretty much had multiple assassination attempts on his life and but the one that truly got to him was when his uncle was ordered by his father to assassinate yes. him like bruh not well and not only that but like after gara well basically killed his uncle, Kills him. Mm-hmm. he like his uncle basically said like hey nah your mother ain't loved you she hated you too and that is pretty much what caused gara to snap officially so he uses the sand to pretty much etch the japanese kanji for love onto his a temple onto his forehead and that's where psycho murder starts yes and then he even had the falsehood of being told that he was named gara because it's essentially a demon loving only himself that he was his mother's hatred to the world so not even a production of love like most kids can think they are it's literally like hey i'm my mother's cursed gift to the world the destruction yep. of it and we'll get into more parallels with him and naruto but unlike naruto naruto never knew that he was the jinchiriki for a while until he got told gara knew and people openly hated him about it but also like talked about it so that's something else we'll look at later yeah for sure for sure and yeah that's pretty much like where he begins like his whole childhood is basically him uh marking every op that he comes across uh and also a side effect of that is the fact that he never really experienced physical pain which 
also does a lot of psychological damage to a child as that will prevent somebody from learning empathy and learning uh like learning how to like sympathize with another person especially like in their pain and torment and this man decided to say you know i'm gonna do the exact opposite i'm not gonna sympathize with your pain i'm going to add to it right by ending your life yeah and then going back to the tuning exam you see how that lack of empathy puts him kind of at a distance with both his siblings where they are there to kind of safeguard him in a sense of like hey don't get out of control but knowing that the, the entire time they're looking at him like oh my god please don't kill us gar please don't kill us gar and like you can even see of conqueror where he's like oh my gosh so terrified like it's in the eyes completely and he's just like on edge the entire time yep and skipping ahead to uh hands down the best fight of naruto is gara fighting rock lee now now can we is that i 100 agree but is that better than naruto versus sasuke look no. i i flip flop back and forth between those two that that just lets you know like look and the fact that that's like one of the earlier fights in naruto and it's still goaded to this day lack of animation people talk about it all the time mm, I'm, I'm just like nah i was like uh i i will i will die on this heel to say that like garvey rockley's hands is the best fight of naruto at least the first part and listen listeners there's a reason why we have a drop the weights award for movies that fight is epic <laughs> oh yes it, it is truly epic but and but like in terms of gara's character you start seeing the cracks in his personality immediately like you see his yes. bloodlust nearly on full display you see his ruthlessness and you see how, how he deals with oh snap i'm actually getting touched right so so yeah like it it pretty much almost caused him to snap and once and nearly did and almost killed Rock Lee. It's if it really, wasn't for my guy. Yeah, it's really interesting. I've never thought about this fight from Gara's perspective. It's always from Rock Lee's perspective of like yeah. how cool Lee is or how, how much he like trained, how much he fought hard, him being unconscious and still standing, not giving up. But to just like think about this from Gara's perspective where he's like, how this this ninja with no chakra he cannot use ninja any ninjutsu or, or genjutsu just a straight taijutsu and he's literally piecing gara up he's giving me the hands and i cannot deal with this right now so that just even goes where like again like you mentioned the entire time we see gara even like sasuke is like oh i need to leave this man alone and we have not seen him get touched once. Once his brother, his sister, like just talking, typing him, gassing him up at top, like, oh, Gara's never been touched. Who is this Rock Lee dude? He can't use any juices. You know, this is, this is light work. And then once the weights come off, you actually do see more of his personality coming through in the fight. Mm -hmm. And another big one is like after that fight with Rock Lee and him seeing my guy defend him, you actually kind of start seeing them kind of question like what's love and because like you because 
I mean, your master who basically like defending you from getting killed, like as a show of love right there. Like you cannot deny that rock that my guy loves Rock Lee like a like his own son. And that actually starts like confusing Gara a little bit. Like, why would you protect this uh this trash? Like, why aren't you letting me kill him? Uh one of the most tense scenes was when Gara went to the hospital to visit Lee. Oh, walked past Naruto and, and I believe it was Shikamaru, right? Yep. And absolute terror. Yes. It it was pure, unadulterated, just just everything because of the fact that like as I say, like Naruto and Shikamaru, they were just there chilling. They were just talking like they just finished seeing Rock Lee, checking on how he's doing. And then in comes Psycho Murderer Gara coming in. It's like, nah, the fade ain't over. I'm going <laughs> to finish this man off. And Naruto and, Gar- and Shikamaru, they're just like, what is this person? What is, is this even human? Yeah. Because that's how much bloodlust Gara has at this point. Like, like he is on the war path. But yeah, also throughout the tuning exam, we don't just see him as like a mindless, bloody murderer, like a berserker. We no. also see that he's really smart, which is even more dangerous. Like, I, like a psycho murderer who thinks like he is, as you mentioned, he is strategic. He uh he knows exactly like what to do in order to a defend himself and how to kill the op quicker. And, and sometimes even and if he's in his psycho murderer uh, mode, then he'll he'll figure out how to kill you the slowest possible. But but yeah, like even moving on to the tuning finals where he where Sasuke comes in. Ooh. Uh, this, this was, was a good a fight. fight too. This was a good fight too. We got robbed, if we're being honest, though. I mean, kind of, but like, but as you'll see later, like the fight technically continues afterwards. True, true. It technically continues in a uh with the no rules, so no holds barred. Like no rules allowed. So yeah, like Sasuke comes in, like you you know how the fight goes. He he's basically using all Rockley's uh abilities, piecing up Gara. And and he pulls out the Chidori for the first time and manages to actually make Gara bleed for the first time. So which uh which causes him to physically and verbally freak out. Like yeah. freak out so badly. Not only did Tamar and Conqueror, they're like, oh no. The ev- everyone from the sand village was like oh no because they knew that he was that now now that he's actually bleeding and he knows what blood is and like feeling pain who knows what's gonna happen to him well, also the entire time the sand village is on their trojan horse mission sneaking in so they're like yo gara we don't need you to to freak out right now we need you to lock in as they say <laughs> and and lock in he did not do he he said know what nah this man made me bleed you know what it's time i'm unleashing the beast (laughs) literally and that's when the entire that's when basically the rest of the arc starts happening like the the coup happens orochimaru just just comes in and starts messing everything up fights the third hokage for 10 episodes 
Yep. But, but yeah, like as I said, like he, but yeah, as I said, like moving on, uh, you know, Sasuke continues his fight with Gara, which I think is actually a pretty interesting fight considering earlier you see that like Sasuke is afraid of Gara. And Gara acknowledges that there's something dark within Sasuke. Like he acknowledges it early on. Remember, Sasuke already has the, the curse mark. mark. Like the curse mark from Orochimaru. So like as the two of them are fighting more and more and like start uh holding nothing back, you see Gara start physically transforming into the Shikaku spirit. And he, and as he's doing that, he's starting becoming more and more insane, which begins to start pushing Sasuke to start using uh, the curse mark. Right. And it started to have him start losing it a bit. And of course, our, our main boy, uh, Naruto, decides to step in. You got to also think that Gara actually is maybe one of the two key catalysts to Sasuke's like actual uh, mental breakdown and pushing him towards Orochimaru. Ooh, that yeah. fight right there yes yes like that's you you brought up a great point because like because at that point like Gara's not not even fully transformed but gave Sasuke that work but Naruto while almost not using his full power either is managing to best a nearly fully transformed Shukaku and then a fully transformed Shikaku. Yes. In fairness, Naruto does have the protagonist uh, boost, but yeah, Sasuke yeah, did armor. use Chidori more than he was supposed to. Yeah, yeah. But again, he, 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 Sasuke going to chalk that one up to him That's not being strong enough. Right. So, so, so yeah, continuing on, as I said, uh, Gara decides to fully give in to the beast. The Shukaku spirit is summoned. And then we get Yep. And then we get a giant kaiju fight. Yes, sir. With, with Naruto and Gamabunta, who transforms into uh the Ninetale Fox. Um, that is one of the best scenes in like the base Naruto. When yeah, you with, first see like full nine tails, and you're like, oh, it's like, did he do it? Did he respond with the back? And it's like, nah, nah, he just transformed. Like, dang it. Yeah. And then you see how even like wild Chicago is. Like, Chicago is wild. <laughs> yeah. Chicago, again, he, he ain't a demon for nothing. But, but one of like the greatest things about that is the interaction between Naruto and Gara. 100%. Where, where essentially in order for Gar to become Shikaku, he has to like let himself fall asleep in order to let the Shikaku fully control. Naruto, on the other hand, he's trying to like fight the Shikaku, like fully aware, fully awake and in control of his power enough to basically uh, give Gara that talk no jutsu, <laughs> the, 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 the strongest jutsu in all of Naruto anime and manga. Yes. The talk no jutsu, it, it affects everybody, unless your name is Madara Uchiha, uh, <laughs> goat. But we, we ain't here to talk about Madara. Uh, but he, yeah. did, he did he did a combo because he did the shonen headbutt of power. Oh, yeah. Also undefeated. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, the headbutt is also very powerful indeed. It's very powerful indeed. But basically, uh, Naruto talk no jutsu's Gara into 
calming that down by basically showing like, hey, I'm literally the same as you. Same backstory. Like, well, similar backstory being a being the host of a monster and having the whole village ostracize you. And that's just basically where the similarities end because like at least Naruto had people to be friends with, right. whereas Gara had no one. Right. And then Naruto op- opens the hand of friendship. Yeah, so we can get into the parallels again. That's like after that fight, that's one of the more powerful scenes where we see Gara essentially paralyzed on the ground looking at Naruto. And it's like, oh, the fight's done. And Naruto is literally crawling towards Gara with like fight <laughs> yes and this is kind of just like where that connectivity is so if we get into just their childhood kind of like you said they're both jinchuriki essentially gara essentially doesn't have any parents because i mean his own dad tried to assassinate him so let's be real but naruto has no parents but the one thing naruto did have going for him is that nobody could openly acknowledge that he was the nine tails nine tail fox jinchuriki yeah. As opposed, like third Hokage was like, no, there's a no talk. Don't don't acknowledge it whatsoever. So like, for him, he's wondering what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me this entire time? Then comparing it to Gara, Gara knows that he has the one tails Jinchuriki in him. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows that Shikaka is there, and people openly acknowledge it. And from there, also, it's like he can't control it. And I wonder if the curse mark seal, well, not curse mark, but if the seal was much weaker. Because actually, yeah, I think it it might have been actually because, be because he could go on rampages. Yeah, and also don't forget like the fact that Gara couldn't actually go to sleep. Right, right. Whereas Naruto legit could basically lived a semi-normal life, whereas Gara couldn't. And yes. and like with that, like as I said, uh Gara was basically isolated, he was alone. And that fed and and also with feelings of not being loved by anybody, so I have to depend on myself in a sadomasochistic way. He uh, basically turned like, hey, the world hates me, so I'm going to hate them back. Whereas Naruto's like, no, the world may hate me, but I'm going to fight to make them like me. You're going to acknowledge me. Yeah, you go you gonna see me. Right. As as the as the kids would say, you're going to see me. And then even kind of in Shippuden and a little bit of Boruto, which we won't really get into, but we see that Naruto actually had not necessarily friends, but Shikimar Shikamaru actually like didn't hate Naruto. Like a lot of the kids that they thought he was a jokester, they didn't necessarily hate him. Unlike the parents, like the yeah, parents, it was absolutely. all the adults who were pretty much uh, all spiteful to Naruto, and with the exceptions of, of course, Aruka and Tuchi, the the ramen guy, goat. Right. Yes, and then third Hokage was at least considerate of him, and then yeah. he had Konohamaru who looked up to him. Yeah, I was like, and eh, on the third Hokage, I <laughs> I could get into I could get into a whole rant about how the third Hokage messed up the bag royally. He did a lot of bad when you actually look at it. Yeah, I was like, I could, I could do a, we could do a whole character analysis on him alone. Well, less character analysis and more me uh, hating on him. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. It's, so 
yeah, back to Gara, we can really see like nature versus nurture in his mm-hmm. development, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And from there, you actually start like seeing Gara like develop. Uh, like from there, he starts like really trying his best to be more friendly, more accommodating for it, not only his siblings, but also for uh, just the other members of the Sand Village. You actually see it in like different filler arcs where he uh where like even though he he was like pretty much he just became like the stoic side character right like like i'm just here and but i will defend everybody with everything i got which leads to another great goaded moment when gara comes back and saves rock lee talk about full circle against kimi Oh my goodness, it was full circle because like the man that you crippled is now the man you saving. 100%. Yeah, because especially that's like one of the first real time where we see him again. And it's like, oh, the same dude that almost destroyed the entire Leaf Village is like saving the dude that he almost killed twice Mm -hmm. and just in like an epic fight. And then that's just like incredible growth from him. Yeah, for sure. It's like, is it like he... He pretty much does everything in his power to defend uh, Rock Lee and defeat Kimimaru without using the tailed beast, mind you. Like, after pretty much this point, after the whole Shikaku incident, he never transforms into the Shikaku spirit again on screen. Uh, like, kind of showing that, like, he's trying to rely more on his own power rather than the power of this demon, right. which is kind of another parallel to naruto well or more foreshadowing of what naruto eventually has to do sure uh, i do think from there if we can transition to his shippuden arc is yeah. that he kind of gets the short end of the stick in terms of like jinchuriki transformations because can we see later killer b and then naruto having like the whole nine tails like form so i yeah. kind of wonder what gara's one tail like completed form would be where like mm-hmm. he actually learns like shikaku and they become like one like i feel like that would have been it it, sh- it would have but uh i guess like a good consolation for that is the fact that like in the war arc like after the shikaku spirit like is basically released back into the world like gara and shikaku actually team up and kind of like they start forming more of a friendship in which in Boruto, they, they're just full-blown homies at that point. And it's actually, it's actually kind of adorable, really. But uh, They are teasing the next Jin Shuriki. Mm, let's not get into that one. Let's not get into that. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, as I said, like, let's transition into Shippuden where we see that Gara com- does what Naruto didn't. He becomes the Kage of his village. 100%. He he he's he secures the bag so much earlier than Naruto did, and which is crazy considering where he started at in the beginning. Yes, versus him now leading his village, and even gives up his own life for it yeah. when he fights Daedara. Yeah, and we can see just like him becoming a Kage is that 
as I mentioned, like he was always a capable ninja. He did have the advantage of, okay, I don't necessarily have to defend myself a lot, but we did see in the Rock Lee fight where it's like, we all thought Rock Lee beat him, but he was like, nope, I have the shell like right underneath myself. And just like, even in the exam where he's using the eye, like he's, a, he's so shown as a capable ninja. And he's also like the most powerful ninja in the village. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, again, parallel with Naruto, Naruto is still a knucklehead. Yeah. And at the and then also Naruto goes away for a while. So, yeah, yeah, he he does do his own training for three years and three years guards cures the bag. But yeah. uh, and yeah. we see the respect that the entire village has for guard in that time. Yes. So much so that like when he basically gets captured by the Akatsuki and killed, like his entire village decides to like say, hey, we need help yeah like we need somebody to come save our kage it's like gara finally was acknowledged by the village in a positive spin and that level only continues to grow like as the series goes on because like the next time you see him after like he gets resurrected after that first arc you literally do not see him again until right. the five Kage summit when the Sasuke is basically wilding out as a whole <laughs> villain. And this in this part actually is like super funny and like it's amazing because now it's literally the Sasuke Gara fight from Naruto, but the roles are literally right. in reverse where Gara is the one trying to is now trying to talk sense into a basically a senseless Sasuke Mm -hmm. like a Sasuke who whose one track mind is murder murder and and revenge murder and I'm trying to remember the timeline this is right after he killed Itachi right yes like this is after Itachi's dead this is once he gets a Mangekyo and he learns that like hey uh he was Tachi Fort was forced to kill all of the hidden hidden leaf Uchiha thanks to Donzo and the hidden leaf and and all that jazz by by Obito um and and that literally drove Sasuke insane and now and now Gara is basically trying to talk no jutsu voice of reason yeah he he's he's just trying like as a he grew as a ninja he grew as a person to where now he's trying to help somebody who was literally in his situation before. He's like, hey, 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 please just don't go down this path. And he even, like, right after he fails, so he even goes to Naruto, basically, like, let him know, like, hey, Sasuke was wilding. He he wouldn't listen to anything I would have to say. I'm sure he'd listen to you, but, like, as a courtesy... I'm just letting you know he is on an APB like every APB for Rogue Ninjas. Everybody's now out to kill him. I'm just letting you know that that now. Yeah, yeah so t- after telling Naruto it's on site, he, we then see that Gar is now commander-in-chief of like the five-nation Shinobi army. Or, but yeah, we see him as commander-in-chief and effectively this kind of ends his character art for the first two naruto stories i guess but we ultimately see him come up against his father the fourth kazekage rasa 
And that's really like, we see it full circle. So as you mentioned before, that his dad was the one that command, we find out that his dad was the one that commanded his uncle tomorrow to assassinate him but he also then commanded him to lie and say that okay your mother never loved you and that i never loved you and then we find out that we find out that okay he actually his gara's uncle actually hated the kazekage not gara um, for what he did to his sister because his sister was essentially an experiment mm-hmm. so we see that and then we also learn that, okay, Gar, you have your mother's love in you. And so when he fights his dad, it's not the, the longest fight in the world, but it's just like a really emotional moment because we see him crying. And it's like, after learning my entire life that I haven't been loved, finally learn about theoretically teased that it's actually his mother's essence that protects him. So then we see that, we see him defeat his father, seal him up. And that kind of inscars effective character art before Madara bodies all the Kages. So, uh, yes, yes. But yeah, like as you say, like that was pretty much an emotional end to his arc. Like, pretty much he, pretty much as I say, like he started off as like an emotion, like pretty much an emotionally stunted uh, and emotionally like, like pretty much a uh, hatred-filled like kid who felt like he was never loved and was hated by everybody and now like to see him progress to a being in control of his power b being the whole kazekage of his own village to and c commanding a whole army and actually gave like a really great and powerful speech to motivate the troops basically declaring how much like naruto changed gara as a person and just how powerful he now is and then to cap it all off with him realizing that i was loved the whole time Mm -hmm. and that like my mother is with me and giving me power that is not only on par but even surpasses shirkaku that it's just like again an amazing way to end his arc and to end his story uh well end his character development because his story continues <laughs> with him getting uh absolutely wrecked it's in, a uh, soccer mom haircut do we again he, he he gets wrecked by mara and then he gets the we we, we don't talk about what he, what happened to my boy in boruto we don't you know talk about <laughs> what happened to him he, he kind of got the short end of the stick on that one but i feel like everyone did yeah everybody got nerfed everybody got nerfed. so just going with you mentioned earlier um we go from seeing him be revived by granny chio and what was a really emotionally powerful scene with like also seeing like all the people in the village of the sand so happy that he got resurrected and being a leader to mm-hmm. then not re- truly seeing him until the five kage summit so uh, with that, we just kind of have the importance of tertiary characters. So not necessarily main character, main antagonist, main protagonist number two. So Deuteract- going off of, yeah. So going off Naruto, Shippuden essentially became Naruto and Sasuke show. Yeah. Mix mix in some um mix in some of the Akatsuki, which was the Akatsuki arcs were really good. And then once they got into the war. Leading into the war is really just Naruto Sasuke show, but 
just like the importance of tertiary characters. So we see like the the Gara Rock Lee fight, why that gets talked about so much is because both were very beloved characters, but we also see the character development. Again, it's so weird seeing this discussing this fight from Gara's perspective, but yeah. instead of Rock Lee's, but we see because people absolutely love Rock Lee so much, and you build up Gara as like this complete unstoppable villain that we're like, oh, this is why it's one of the best fights in all of Naruto. Like, yep. even, like, if you want to talk about Shippuden fights or Boruto fights, from an emotional, nostalgic standpoint, it's still a fight that stands up. So, like, just if you want to elaborate on, like, side characters that are, like, why they help a show. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's it's really great to, like, have, like, tertiary characters or kind of, like, the third member of a supposed trio of characters because of the fact that, A, it gives the world building like more character right um like if you start like seeing shows like um with just one or two main characters uh it it starts to kind of like feel stuffy a bit like it feels kind of like very small very just uh it's like only focused on that one person um like a key example uh we're looking at you dragon ball gt which <laughs> which everyone in the fandom always says like gt stands for dragon ball goku time it's not canon it's not canon at all but that that ain't what we're talking about we're talking about how basically like that show was literally goku all the time like it was goku and everybody else got shafted whereas uh and like and like hey even dragon ball super it's more it's goku and vegeta super not that right it dragon ball super it's more actually it's better because it's like it's more of a goku and vegeta type of deal like right. like it's it's more of a one two kind of like how shippuden is more of a one two with naruto and sasuke right um but as i said like it's really like it's really great to have more tertiary characters in a show that way a it gives people more characters to latch onto and to see their progression or to even see themselves in as well as um as well as just building up the world and i like say like hey like the world is bigger than just these two people they're like other characters who are all strong in their own right and they have every right and opportunity to do good or to like do like whatever is necessary in the story as well. Now, does it all work out? Uh, no, no. It sometimes it doesn't work out, but sometimes like characters, like as we mentioned today with Gara, they do get their moments. They right. do get their just due, and. And uh, and I'm not spoiling anything, but uh, My Hero Academia gave Todoroki, who's basically the tertiary character of that series, a total bag. Mm -hmm. uh, like they gave him his due in the quickness in the manga. Uh, so I'm just waiting for that to get animated. I'm like, oh boy. Yes, and in fairness to Shippuden, it actually gave Itachi a really great story that made him a lot of people's favorite. And I 
think one day it'd be really interesting to get into the kind of like the big three, their rise and not necessarily fall, but pits, pitfalls from there. Yeah. Um, just ups and downs with it. But mm-hmm. also just, yeah, the coolness of it, because those really help define anime today. So again, just wrapping up with Gar, we want to stick with their last thing with him. What is his relatability like? Uh, yes, he, he is like in some cases, like pretty much an example of a the effects of like what a like an isolation and an abusive childhood can do to a child. And I'm sure like many people like have probably like, seen that and like probably have actually experienced it. And also it's as I mentioned, like, well, at the beginning of the show, it's like it's kind of like a semi thing for racism, like, hey, like you're part of this set of people in this case Jin Chiriki, so we're going to treat you so far different from everybody else and treat right. you with like less respect and and yeah like that's something many people dealt with in our lives i say i've dealt with it uh, i don't know if you have as well but and like in some way shape or form uh, but yeah, like, and also like Garza case of rising above what you've been uh, raised on. Right. Power of friendship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just what that last part you touched on where you see, okay, you raise up a kid. He is essentially treated to be a weapon. He was not even like raised to be a weapon. He was born to be a weapon. Like that was a specific purpose in life and being told that whether it was a lie or not. So if you think about just, you know, not everyone's going to be a bloodthirsty sociopath, but at the same time, not everybody has the love of parents or even not necessarily that, but not even everyone just grows up with a support system at all. And he didn't have a real support system until he ran into Naruto and it was like, oh, I have the ability to change. And then from there, when he had that internal change, he started seeing like, okay, these people actually care about me. So mm-hmm. I think from that standpoint, it can be relatable to those that are like feeling isolated and just you, sometimes you just need that one person to reach out to you. So I Absolutely. really love, I think he is really relatable. So yeah. going from there, um, another segment that will be super cool um, to get fan interaction with we have our random fan theory of the week. So here is pull a fan theory, something probably wild. You don't have to prove it. <laughs> Just yep. state state the theory and then go for it. So Mitch, what you got for us? Yeah, like an example of that would be like considering we're staying in the Naruto bag for this series, like, and we've talked about just like our slight disdain of Boruto, but like, what if that whole series is an infinite Tsukuyomi dream. Ooh. So like, what if like after everything uh, is wrapped up, everything is like done and over, and then it's smash cuts to like, let's say Naruto waking up and like he was basically in the infinite Tsukuyomi dream from the end of Naruto Shippuden the whole time. And like everything was a dream and now and now like all that development all that uh that uh questionable life choices that were made uh is it was just all it was just all a dream it's basically like 
I know like how everybody loves to hate that like hate theories where it's like oh it was a dream the whole time but some people just like to say okay what if like it was a dream so that way all these abominations didn't actually happen so he got nerfed in his own dream (laughs) look hey i never said dreams didn't have nightmares that's true that's true i mean we have those dreams where you're running away and it's like you slow as all get out so yep but Yeah. yeah that's like a good fan theory to have all right, so another segment really excited about that we're testing out. It's the Come Get Your Rose segment. So this just mm-hmm. goes to a character, a person, event, setting, place that really want to give props to, get their, give their appreciation, someone that was slept on. So sticking in the realm of Naruto, I'm sticking in the realm of Gara. I'm giving it to his mom, Karua. I probably pronounced it wrong. I'm sorry, but from here on, we'll be saying... Yes, from there on, we'll be saying Gar's mom. So not only to essentially give birth to a demon because he had a demon placed in him. (laughs) Look at Shukaku. And so she birthed that. So congratulations. But not just there, but even her last words being, um, let me look at my child's face. And just going from there, the shrimp and the love that she had for Gar and knowing that she died, that she was in the process of dying and still wanting to be able to see his face but just tying that into the final fight scene where final fight scene with his dad the fourth kaze kage where we see how gar protects himself and how he seals his dad and it's like the the silhouette of his mom essentially protecting him and for it to even be teased early on where his uncle yashimaru says that i don't the Shukaku is more of an attacking, vengeful spirit, but it's not necessarily one for protection. So he believed that it was Gara's mom, her will within Gara, within his sand, protecting him and not Shukaku. And even his dad looking at that and saying, oh, your mother's will lives on. Like we kind of see that even with Naruto, where it's like his parents' essence is in him, stopping him from breaking out into like bad at nine tails mode so just from that gara's mom come get your rose because you you made a lasting impact even in death so from there we have our recommendations just in general whatever we want to go to related to the to the main topic of our deep dive or not but for me i'm going to stick with gara and just some fights with him that you can check out so obviously of course rock lee versus gara is something that you can put on repeat uh, analyze it over and over again and truly look at it from Gara's perspective because that was definitely eye-opening just to have that conversation today. Next, Gara versus Kimimaru. Um, technically, Gara and Rock Lee versus Kimimaru, just like kind of that small redemption arc that we see of him again helping the dude that like first opened his eyes to just kind of like having someone that care about you. Then going from there, Gara versus Deidre where we see Gara as the Kazekage getting his love and respect and defending the village that he was almost, everyone thought he would destroy one day. So just seeing that. And then finally, just the emotional aspect of Gara versus the fourth Kazekage, his dad. Yeah. And you got anything? Oh, yeah. And just even adding on to those type of recommendations, I would also say watch the the Naruto versus Gara fight and 
and as we mentioned earlier, like try to see it from Gara's perspective and see like, hey, this is the key turning moment for Gara as a character. And, and even continue on, see Gara's, see, look up Gara's uh, conversation with Sasuke and, and Gara's conversation with Naruto after the Sasuke fight. Because those definitely, and, and biggest one, Gara's speech. Look at those speeches. Like these are more like conversation based uh, recommendations, but these definitely like give more insight into like how a character grows and how he progresses. And then finally, after our recommendations, should you have any plugs you want to get in? Ah, uh, yes. So in terms of where you can reach out to us, uh, we have my Instagram, which is Meech, M-E-E-C-H, underscore the underscore legend. And then also on Twitter at Absolute Venom. Gots to go get them. <laughs> nice. And for me, you can check out my first novel, Phantom Pain's A Most Irregular Tell on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. And if you want to reach out, my Instagram, Mitri underscore dash. So M-E-T-R-I underscore dash. And then on Twitter at the mad dash 16, the M-A-D-A-S-H 16. So going from there, we can leave you some words of encouragement. Uh, Yes. So this week's words of encouragement is that despite your upbringing, despite your whatever circumstances that you're in and whatever you may be facing, you can rise above it and you definitely are stronger than you think. So can't say any better myself. So going from there that we're wrapping up, this is our Zoom second practice run. And just remember, it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Podcast. See ya. And just have that beat playing out. Oh, that's going to be so smooth. (laughs)